Hello and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess born this evening. And guess what? Guess we, who's here? We have everyone's favorite space daddy. Hi, Jarrell. Hi. How's it going, everyone? You know, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. I know at least half of the people listening to this are thinking this. These planets are fucking bitches, okay? They've been <laughs> mean. Yeah, they've been giving us a run for our money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were there were some pretty um challenging transits uh toward the end of March for sure, but nothing I think that was like super like traumatic, you know. Ho- okay, hopefully. I beg to differ. <laughs> I told you about my Friday, but oh, you, you know did, what? You did. That was yeah, no, that was pretty bad. It was fucked up, all right? It's planets are assholes. But that was pretty bad. I survived. You did. I d- so, you know, it's okay. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, like I've I've kind of been th- put through my own ringer too. So I mean, it's it wasn't anything like crazy, like horrible. Just inundated with like a whole bunch of different projects where I'm like barely sleeping, have oh, no time no. for stuff. But good, you know, I I shouldn't be complaining. So I'm not really, okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I spent enough time complaining about having nothing to do so now that i am overwhelmed i'm like i need to not complain about this yeah you know because i spent <laughs> way too long bitching about having nothing to do so this is this is a good place to be there's yeah. always something to do though i always find something to do yeah you're good at that something there's always something that needs <laughs> always to be something done. Yeah. now around the house something something needs to be done so yeah this is true so question of the evening what am I drinking? What are you drinking? Gin and tonic, my my summer, spring, summer drink. But what kind of gin? I don't know. It's purple. It's, it's purple and it's delicious. That's all I know. <laughs> I didn't is, know gin was purple. Yeah, it's, this one is. Yeah, oh. it's called Empress 1908. Oh. And it comes in this really pretty bottle. And it doesn't just taste like just like like Bombay gin gin or something oh. like that. It has like this sweetness yeah, to it. Yeah, it's oh. really good. I want to try it now. Yeah, we can totally get you some because it is delicious. Do you want to try it straight? Do you want it with a little bit of tonic water? Uh, sure. Sure, here. <laughs> you can try mine. All right, sounds good. Ooh, this is pretty. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Cheers. <laughs> oh, that is very tasty. Isn't it good? I will make sure that we have a bottle on hand for next month. It's almost like a sweet grapefruit peel. It's good. Yeah, it is kind of what it tastes like, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, does anyone off the top of their head know what juniper is for in magic? Juniper. I think you can use it for exorcism. I think. Actually, I'm not not too, too sure. Because I know that gin is made from juniper. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean I knew that, but yeah, no, it's I not a that. it's not an herb that I particularly work with a lot. So well, while Jarrell tells us what he's drinking, oh, I'm yeah. gonna Google it. <laughs> well, I am drinking a whiskey coke. Okay, whiskey yeah. and coke. Yeah, my good old like staple drink go to. Okay, <laughs> there you go, and it's gentleman's jack. So. Just so everyone knows, Ricky is a huge whiskey fan, and you can tell when you come to our house because there's just a cabinet a shelf lot just of whiskey. full of whiskey. And it's because he gets it from every everyone just gives him whiskey at this point. So it's just we just have like a <laughs> shit ton of different kinds, which That's is nice. Cool, yeah. That is great. So I'm looking this up. Did you, so you can make smudge sticks, 
Okay, out of juniper, and we know like that the we can leaves make or the berries out of the leaves. Okay. Oh, I knew that. I've seen people do that before. And I'm scrolling through. It's to attract luck, love, admirers, gain attractiveness, enhance masculine strength. Okay, this sounds like a whole lot. All right, we're gonna go to a different website. Screw this website. <laughs> I love how when you like, if you've ever gone into like Scott Scott Cunningham's like encyclopedia of magical herbs it's like almost everything in there is either for like protection or love yeah basically right like yeah even though like if, if i didn't know i would just say like oh it's probably good for like protection or love <laughs> right yeah so this <coughs> website mm. wherever i am sacredearth.org.uk says juniper is principally used as a cleansing healing and purification herb it banishes oh. any negative energy in its immediate area and it encourages fresh energy and growth well that's what a gin and sonic tastes like to me fresh energy and, and growth, growth. Yeah. grow and buzz fuck yeah it protects against evil forces and persons and it's burned in exorcism right see oh my god i knew what i was saying so hung kind the of house. protection yeah, yeah there we of. go <laughs> if you um hung around the house it wards against theft and carried on the person both protects against accidents and attacks it wards against ghosts and sickness and is said to increase male potency when burned juniper increases psychic faculties breaks hexes and curses it's also known to drive away snakes i feel like this was like something quoted from that scott cunningham book because oh. it sounds like <laughs> right. it right yeah so so you need some juniper here i guess so i guess so so uh-oh rue's got a contender uh, <laughs> yeah i mean it sure does taste pretty good i don't i've never tasted rue i don't plan on tasting it's it it's not it's not edible i don't think you're not supposed to yeah so that's why it's not yeah, on my agenda so i mean don't eat it Rue i mean is it, gonna, yeah. it already smells like cat pee like I that's know, enough to make me not want to try it but you know when it's it, dried but... i don't think it smells like cat pee i think it smells kind of spicy you don't it's... i think it i think it still does though yeah i mean it's definitely way more that urine smell is way more potent when it's, when it's fresh, fresh. Yes, oh yeah yeah yes well, no, I think it kind of smells kind of spicy and peppery when it's dry. Mm -hmm. But then again, I'm a strega, so maybe it's just like growing on me. I don't know. But I love it for magic, but I don't like to smell it. So, but I have to smell it to use it in magic. So I deal with it. I mean, Rue's always going to win because I'm a yeah. strega, but I don't know, man. <sighs> cheers to gin. Yeah, That's all cheers. I got to say. Yay. Cheers. Juniper. 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 The gin berry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Jarell, tell us oh. all good things about next month. All the good things all good is probably things, mostly things. what I'm going to be talking about because April is going to be a great month. Yay. Yay. Hell yes. yeah. So, April, May, we're coming to that point uh, that you know i've been talking about for the past few months like it's gonna get better in like april and may yeah it's gonna yay. get better so um but yeah like um just as a little bit of like a, a recap from what i talked about last time uh remember um for anyone that's like trying to do magic under some very auspicious skies we have until the 29th of this month i believe it's the 29th let me double check here uh yeah the 29th this month where we're going to have no planets in retrograde. Yay! So, you know, it's probably energetically a good idea to start manifesting things, especially to start planting the seeds uh, for any kind of, like, you know, auspicious magic that you want in your life, right? 
Um, and uh, yeah, and then also just from last month, you know, we talked about, you know, the sun and um, uh, the sun moving into Aries, and we talked about the spring equinox, Ostara, those energies. Uh, but more, most importantly, we also have the moon right at the big, right at the end of March, um, on the thirtieth. I think it's the thirtieth. Yeah. Um, 31st. 30, 31st for the, 31st. For the black moon? For, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this time I actually know the date of a moon thing because I'm very excited for this moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's that uh, that new moon in Aries, right? So um, that that becomes really important for like later in the month because when we were talking about, you know, the sun going to Aries, that's the spring equinox, and that is that time in the year when um, night and day become equal right but it's also the beginning of the zodiac cycle right so when you have a new moon in aries um that is a really important lunation or a lunar cycle uh because it is literally a a new moon and remember new moons are for you know new beginnings and like you know starting initiating things and it's already inherently carrying that energy from aries which that is what archetype archetypically that's about is that energy of starting something new a new beginning um so something to just be like mindful of if you've worked with that new moon what did you start because you're going to start seeing you know the progress of that seed starting to sprout within this lunar cycle of this month so um that was basically like the day before april starts (laughs) right So that's probably like one of the most important recap moments that I can think of. But, uh, but yeah, and then we're gonna get into April now. So yay, yay April, yay April, bring us some good stuff. <laughs> All right. So the thing is, April does have a lot of great things to offer. Um, energetically, there's a lot of like really cool things and some things that are even like rare occurrences in astrology, uh, but good ones, you know. So we have a lot of activity with the benefic planets, uh, benefic meaning beneficial, you know, very auspicious. So when we talk about the benefic planets, we're talking about Venus and we're talking about Jupiter. Lots of really cool stuff happening with them. They are the key players of this month. Um, I would even deign to say that April is probably going to be like one of the best months of this year. So, and we're in it. So, I mean, but that's not to say that it's going to be completely like, you know, challenge free, you know, there's, you know, with even, even with, you know, positive things that happens, you know, there's also an underlining shadow, you know, that can creep up with on you if you're not like paying attention to everything, you know, Um, and that's very much like one of the key things to remember for this month is while this is like happy party time don't party too hard to where you can't see where stuff can go wrong Mm. because it's super easy to do that um so yeah uh the month pretty much starts off with you know the sun and like mercury and all of that like going into aries and kind of like really feeding into this aries energy and then the the next big thing that really happens is what happens on the fourth now this um transit coming up on april 4th is probably gonna be a challenging it's probably the most challenging 
um, transits of this month. Uh, but it may not even be a super big thing, but it might be just depending on you individually looking at your own personal horoscope, right? So what we're dealing with on the 4th of April is a T-square. Dun, dun, dun. What so, is that? So a T-square is a type of aspect formation. So um, if you are looking at a perfect circle, which is 360 degrees, and you divide it into quarters, each quarter is about 90 degrees, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine that there's a planet on each one of those quarters. Or imagine that there's planets on three of those quarters does that make sense yeah yeah so that's where the shape of the t comes in it's a t square i have a completely off topic mm -hmm. question yeah sure were you good at geometry in high school i was decent okay so you're I probably was decent i was definitely better at geometry than i was in <laughs> than i was in like algebra <laughs> so but and when i say good i mean like or decent i mean like i i gotta see Okay. So, so like I think I might have. My thing. Yeah, I just found like what you're not good at because you're good at like everything. <laughs> like literally every single thing I can think of, you're good at it. Oh, and I'm thanks. like, what is he not good at? Like, not that I want you to be bad at something, but I'm like, he is human, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. Right, good so at algebra, that. algebra and geometry is mm -hmm. what makes you human. Okay, just wondering. Anyway. Yeah, sure. Back I mean, to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyhow, so yeah, so on the 4th we have this T-square, but guess who's involved with this T-square? It is Mars and Saturn. So the two malefic planets, the one that creates like frustration, irritation, aggression, and then the other one that says no to everything. Put them together in the sky, completely aligned, and then with their T-squaring, so the, the other, they're not even planets on the other ends, they're the lunar nodes. Um, and this can be a really interesting dynamic for people because the lunar nodes, and I know we haven't really talked about them that much because they're not really planets, they're actually mathematical points in the sky. So basically, if you think about the sun and how the sun kind of uh, moves around the world, I mean, we know it's a heliocentric like universe or solar system, right? But mm -hmm. in astrology, we look at everything as if the Earth is the center of the universe. Why? Because we live on Earth. We right. don't live on the sun, right? right. So from right. our perspective, it looks like the sun is traveling around us. So that's kind of just, you know, the vein that we have to kind of like, you know, go for, go for, right. you know, because it's what we actually observe, mm -hmm. right? Anyhow, so, but imagine the, the sun is traveling around the earth, right? And then the moon has her own trajectory around the earth, but it's traveling the other way, right? So basically, those trajectories, they're not exactly parallel. They're kind of like at angles like this, you know? And they kind of crisscross. But those points where the two paths of the sun and the moon meet, that's what's called the lunar nodes. So it's not a planet, it's a mathematical point that points out exactly where the suns and moons paths meet. You know what I mean? Does okay. That, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the reason why it's important to know what the lunar nodes are is because if you chart them, you know, in in the charts, <laughs> um, those points actually tell you where eclipses are going to happen. And that's okay. kind of like one of the reasons why they're big. But when we look at them as archetypal energies that can influence people in the world, the lunar nodes 
represent where you've come from and where you're going. The North Node uh, represents where you um where you're going or if you believe in reincarnation it represents the wisdom or the lessons that you're supposed to learn in this lifetime whereas the south node represents where you come from or what wisdoms or skill sets you come into this incarnation inherently with um so the north node tends to be good the south node tends to be not so great because you don't want to fall back on your laurels you want to be able to elevate and rise towards your goals right so the south node is definitely perceived as not as great as the north node but either way if something happens where you have planets that are conjoining or um making any kind of other aspect to the low uh, to the nodes let alone like a square or an opposition it could mean trouble because we're talking about the energy of where you come from and where you're going this is like the trajectory of your destiny yeah and something messing with that potentially right okay so basically what you're telling me is we have mars and saturn aligned together and they're making a t-square to both of the nodes you know i'm gonna find some kind of funny reference for just how <laughs> fucking exasperated i am with these goddamn planets i don't have a reference for it right now but i'm just saying i'm getting fucking sick so, of their shit so the the easiest way for me to explain what this energy is going to be like let's just get to to that right so um this um t-square configura configuration is almost kind of like you ever like go up a hill like you're driving up a hill in your car and you have to like stop and then you get to this point where like because you're like at a intersection or something like that but you're still on that steep slope and you have to try to move forward when it goes green and you have to kind of do that trick where you step on the gas and step on the brake at, at the, the same, same time. time just to move safely it's like that because you have mars which is telling you to go 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 but you have saturn which is telling you to like hey stop think about things wait a minute you know so it's kind of like this energy of you know it's time to take very direct action but you have to go with assertive discipline you know what i mean because what is kind of at stake here is where and this is why we go back to that new moon in aries what seeds did you plant because this is happening just a few days after that new moon and the whole energy of this month of aries is like go 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 now's the time now's the time and then we have this kind of a transit and it's saying okay it really is time to go it's time to move but let's put on some brakes while we're at it and like really see if this is where we should be going you know like just make sure there's no pitfalls like right directly in front of you you know make sense yeah. okay yeah, no, yeah, that so makes it's, sense. It's not super crazy, but it really kind of depends. If, like, you're looking at this transit against your own natal chart, and, like, let's say you have some planets that are aligned with these nodes, the current nodes or whatever, um, that could be problematic, maybe, you know? <laughs> but it really depends. It, it might not be super crazy for everybody, but it might be for some people. And I just, you know, when we're talking about astrology so generally, it's hard to say yeah for yeah sure. well this does kind of lead me back to last month we came up with like a little affirmation yeah. 
And can I just say that I actually said that to yeah. myself <laughs> a lot last month. It really was helpful. But part of it was make good life choices. Yeah. And so I feel like this is kind of like leading into that. Like if you make good life choices on the new moon and mm-hmm. if you kept it simple, mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe the fourth isn't going to be super rough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think it'll be super rough, but it definitely will get you to pull on those strings where you think out of the box you know what i mean uh, you have to be resourceful creative for um any type of solutions that will come into you know good use for you um so definitely that's a type of energy that is out there on the fourth okay i am happy to report that the fourth is my day off and i plan on staying home and watching netflix nice. all day so that'll <laughs> It's on Very a Monday. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so that is that is like probably one of the, the more challenging things happening this month. And at least it's in the beginning, so it's like get it over get with. Get it over right? with. Get it done. Yeah, Out. so. Out. Yeah. So there, there's definitely like a lot more things that happen. Like honestly, like a lot of the major transits this month, like that was really like one of the only squares that I've seen. Like everything else is a sextile, sextile, conjunction, trine. You know, those are all positive aspects. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, um, there's definitely a few more things coming up. You know, we have, for example, the next day on the fifth, we have Venus going into Pisces and that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. She gets out of Aquarius and goes into Pisces and Pisces is the sign of her exaltation. She loves being in Pisces because Pisces remembers that energy of being able to be just free and experience that sense of like liberation. And with yeah, because like she does favor that because you were talking about the mm-hmm. mythology of Pisces yeah. and how they yeah. like rescued her. Okay. Yeah. So because of that, would this be a good time to do like love spells or oh, anything yeah. for like beauty and anything? Oh, that... yes. Okay. Yeah, especially if you're doing any kind of Venus working, this is the month to do it. And I'll even give you exact days when that's going to be good. So the fifth is when she just enters the sign of Pisces, but then there's going to be days coming up where she's going to be in a really prime position to do magic specifically with her, you know, um, or with her energy. But this is also going to be a great month for Jupiter too, like, because later, actually, no, he's already in Pisces now, right? Um, So that's going to be super, super awesome. And later this month, he's going to go into an exact, actually, this is the next thing I'm about to talk about. The next um, really cool thing that's coming up is that Jupiter is going to be conjoined with Neptune in Pisces. And this is one of those rare instances in like astrology or in just history. Like this is something that doesn't happen often because here's the thing. Jupiter will meet and align with Neptune in the sky for sure. Like, you know, um, every now and then, but it's rare that he meets with Neptune in the sky in Pisces. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're looking at rulership, Neptune, in modern astrology, Neptune is the ruler of Pisces. But in a traditional worldview, Jupiter is the OG ruler of Pisces. Oh, really? Yeah. Jupiter, actually, the way that I do astrology, because remember, I've told you I do traditional astrology, I I personally still consider Jupiter to be the ruler of Pisces. And Does that mean that Jupiter would rule over Pisces and Sagittarius? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of in the same way that like um, uh, Venus rules over Taurus and Libra, or Mars rules over Scorpio and well, actually, 
In modern astrology, Pluto rules over Scorpio, but in traditional, he rules over Scorpio and Aries. Do you... Because I know that in some schools of thought, mm -hmm. um, Saturn rules over Aquarius, but in others, it's Uranus. Yes. Who do you kind of consider to be the ruler of Aquarius? Of Aquarius yeah. is Saturn. Saturn. Okay. Yeah. Is that why I'm so bitchy? Because I'm like Saturn? I mean, like, now. maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think anything is possible. But, you know, we're, we're also talking about your sun sign, right? Yeah. So I think when you're talking about, like, your personality and, like, what makes someone bitchy or whatever, you really have to look at you know what your moon is in and what your rising sign is so i'm just all around bitchy <laughs> <laughs> i like it so yeah I mean, hey i have mm -hmm. both of you guys each of your sons is another one of my big three i have a leo oh, and a yeah. scorpio oh that's right yeah. that's right maybe that's why we all get along and, yeah but you guys aren't bitchy you guys got the nice part of the signs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Anyway, all right, that, I, I'm totally going off topic. I did want to know what you thought about... Um, oh, yeah. Because are there any other signs that potentially are ruled by two different planets? Like how, like, Aquarius, like, depending on which way you look at it? I mean, yeah, all of them, to be honest. Because, okay. like, there's some modern astrologers where they started attributing um, the asteroid goddesses as being rulers of a particular... Um, Sign. Sign. Interesting. Yeah, like, so when we talk about the asteroid goddesses, you know, we're talking about, like, Ceres or, like, Pallas or Vesta or Juno. Okay. You know what I mean? And, you know, there, I, I don't know that the, the those types of, astro or those astrologers that say that there's this correlation say, necessarily say that they're the rulers of or a co-ruler of, but definitely have an archetypal energy that is very resonant to those signs, you know? Um, but I think there's some people that would say, oh, yeah, Ceres rules Virgo or something right. like that, you know. But I've seen, like, so many different variations of what they potentially, quote, unquote, rule. So. Got you. Okay. Yeah. I totally got us off topic, but. Oh, no, it's totally fine. I love it. Um, but, yeah, going back to April 12th. April 12th is that day where Jupiter um, aligns or is conjoined with Neptune in the sky um in pisces and um you can kind of think of this as like a sort of homecoming for the both of them you know what i mean they're both in a sign that they absolutely love to be in and they're in the same place so it's like they're literally getting together and having a party yeah you know what i mean so but this can also be really interesting because these are both very expansive planets and expansive in two different ways like their energies at least right so I kind of like to call this particular transit the transit of new hopes and new dreams. Yes. Because you have Jupiter, which is that planet of expansion, just being able to broaden your horizons. You know, he's the one that says yes to everything instead of no. You want to go travel? Do it. You want to, like, start a new hobby? Do it. You want to go back to college and get your PhD? Just do it. You know, he's, he's the, the parent that says yes. You know, and then you have Neptune, which is, you know, the the older brother of Jupiter, right? And archetypically, he rules the ocean, right? Which is where the Pisces archetype comes from also. But the idea of the ocean is more than just, like, the material ocean, like, that we know, <laughs> like, the Pacific, the Atlantic. The ocean can also be seen as the celestial ocean right the sky mm -hmm. or the other realm because the ocean is also 98 percent un um Discovered. unexplored yeah. yeah 
You know what I mean? So the ocean can also be symbolic of the other realm, right? And, you know, this is Neptune. And this is why Neptune as, you know, an energy, as a planetary energy is um, often um, associated with dreams or with um, psychic abilities, psychic development, um, you know, all that stuff. So this is why I say this transit is really um, a sort of like marker for new hopes, new dreams. And in this transit, there's this tendency to put those rose-colored glasses on you, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, and uh, so you just have to be be aware that you don't lose track of reality of your mundane reality because yeah it might be a great idea to just you know go back to school and get your phd but how are you going to do it can you afford it (laughs) you know can you maybe you have like 11 kids do you have the time do you have the time can you can you like set some time aside to like you know um can you set some time aside from like your work or your other obligations or responsibilities you know but definitely the energy is there you know, to inspire you, to don't get too help you dream. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, don't quit your day job is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's it's not bad to dream and it's not bad to hope. And I think, like, on an emotional level, like, we need that. Yes. You know, we need to be able to know that we can be more um, than what we are or even, you know, to be able to have some kind of aspiration for being that better version of ourselves. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that's so important. And the energy for that day is definitely like it's right on the mark there. Wow. You know? I almost feel like it would be a good day for like healing work then. Like if you oh, need yeah. to like mentally or emotionally heal from things and you wanted to do some spell work around that, it sounds like that's the time to do it because i mm-hmm. mean that's part of what you need for healing especially from a mental or emotional place is that new yeah. hope so yeah i mean it's it's a great time to explore any type of like higher ideal or artistry or even spirituality and you can even like try to meld all of those things together like why don't if you if you're an artist like you know paint something that day that maybe you're painting something that is like that has like magic in it you know mm-hmm. Do make a painting that is an actual like talisman for like your altar or your house or something i love that you know what i mean that could be something fun to do if you're gonna try to like merge all of those right topics so tell me a little bit more about venus's days oh okay well we will definitely get to it like her her like fun party days are like toward the end of the month all right but um but yeah so we've got this like full moon coming up um Four days after the the Jupiter Neptune transit, and this is a super cool full moon too because this is a full moon in Libra. All right. So before I get into the whole like full moon in Libra thing, I want to kind of explain. By the way, happy birthday, all you Aries people at home. I want to talk a little bit more about the sign of Aries since, like, you know, basically two thirds of this month is in Aries, right? Of April. So, and Aries is a sign that, you know, when you break it down, it's a masculine sign, it's cardinal, and it's fire. So, masculine, and we're not necessarily talking gender, we're just talking about the type of energy, right? So, it's an energy that is very, um, 
um, extroverted, you know, it's very dynamic, it's active, you know, as opposed to a feminine energy, which is, again, is not about gender, it's just a type of energy that is more passive, it's receptive, you know, it's magnetic, as opposed to pushing, you know, um, so this is an energy that is very much, it's out there. Um, cardinal, meaning that it is an energy that is very direct, and it's initiating, it's proactive. You know, it's about going from point A to point B with the blinders on because all that matters is the goal. Like, let's get things moving, let's get things started, and then it's fire, right? Fire as an element is very driving and it's very spirited, you know, and it's about that passion to get somewhere, to do something, to be something, you know? Um, so you put all of those together, and if, you know, you were to describe Aries as a type of fire, it's like fireworks, or it's like a gunshot, or it's like a cannon blast, where it's like explosive, but it goes in a single direction and hits its target. You know what I mean? That sounds like every Aries that I know. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, it's, a, it's actually, it's a beautiful energy, because they're, all the other signs are not like this one. You know, they're not like this. This this is a sign that is very quick and it's very direct and it has a fire behind it that like gets it to where it needs to be, that helps it reach uh, helps it reach its goals. You know, where you have a lot of other um, signs where the approach to life is definitely different, right? <laughs> There's some that are more like down to earth or they're more like whimsical in their approach to things or more logical but this one is very much like no let's get to the point now 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 <laughs> you know sounds about right sounds yeah. about right yeah i i like that though that's well i guess everything has its time or place but no that's definitely true they don't sure. they don't bullshit though yeah and then you know the i mean we can go into like what the archetype is and i think i definitely will but you know the even the mythology of Aries is like super interesting. You want to get into it? You want, ready for some it. story time? Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. So Aries, uh, I mean, the mythology behind Aries is like super messed up. <laughs> it's like filled with like a lot of drama, more than like the Aquarius one, right? Mm -hmm. So if you remember that one. But this one, uh, we kind of have to go back to where the image of Aries comes from. So we know that Aries, like even just from the glyph, right? Um, it's the the head of a ram, you know, it's like this point that goes and in, that curls into two horns, horns mm -hmm. right? And that's a ram's head, right? The ram um, actually has a name in Greek mythology. The ram is known as uh, Chrysomelis oh. or Krios um, uh, Chrysomelis as the full name it sounds like you're saying croissant i <laughs> chrysomelis i think that's how you pronounce it anyhow but anyway so there was this princess and and we're talking about greek mythology here right so there's this princess named theophany and she was very well like you know wanted you know she was admired by everyone all over the globe people wanted to be her she was almost like a helen of troy kind of mm -hmm. a thing um and all the gods were like Oh, I, I want her so bad, but no one wanted her more than Poseidon, right? So what he did was he turned her into a ewe and then turned himself into a ram and basically did that so no one could find them while he was practically raping her, right? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> and out of that, um, 
you know, out of that union, she gave birth to a magical ram. And this ram was known as Chrysomelis. Um, And, but this was no ordinary ram. This was like a giant ram that was made of gold and had wings, you know, and there was just something about this ram wherever it went, luck and prosperity followed it. Right. So, Fast forward just a little bit later after the ram is born, right? And we go to the kingdom of Boeotia. Oh, sorry, Boeotia. (laughs) Boeotia. There's a kingdom known as Boeotia, and the king there, his name is Athamas. Athamas falls in love with a goddess named Nephili. Nephili is actually an ancient Greek goddess of the clouds. And so they fell in love, they got married, so you have like a king and a goddess. And she was actually, I think, a titan, right? Um, And they bore um, twins, a boy and a girl. The son's name was Phrixus, the girl's name is Helle. And um, shortly after they were born, um, Athamas fell in love with a mortal woman. And Nephili was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know, she was like, oh, if, if, if you, if, don't you dare. And he, what does he do? He marries the mortal woman. And her mm-hmm. name is Eno. And she, Nephili gets, like, so pissed off. She's like, well, then I curse you and your land, and I'm going to leave. Oh. And that's the curse because she's the goddess of clouds. So because she took all the clouds with her, there was no rain in his kingdom. And his kingdom fell into a drought. And it was so bad, you know, that they were like, what can we do? What can we do? And Eno, the, we're going to call her the evil stepmom because she really does fulfill this archetype. She's like the stepmom now of these like demigods, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? And she hates them, hates them because they remind her of like the old marriage, right? So she goes to like the oracle um and they're like what can we do to like save us from this drought and the oracle like says whatever they say but then she's like you know it doesn't matter she tells the messengers to go to the king to athamas and say like oh you know what the oracle quote unquote said you have to sacrifice your son and your daughter so that the gods will bring rain back but that wasn't even the case i know right and then so Athamas is like okay and so he has them like seized his kids seized and then Nephili watching from afar was like oh hell no those are my children (laughs) and so she sends the ram um Chrysomelis to save them and deus ex machina you know like a miracle out of nowhere the ram swoops down from the sky and saves them from being sacrificed Wow. That's cool. Go croissant. I know, right? Yeah. And then the crazy thing is they still need to get somewhere safe. And basically they were told, like, we're going to take you to uh, a distant land called Colchis. So the ram's like, I'm going to take you there. But the journey is perilous, so you have to hang on tight. And guess what happens? Hele did not hang on tight, and she falls to her death. Oh no! So she dies, and so now you have Frixis, who's like hanging on to dear life now, and makes it through that journey to Colchis, and he's so grateful to the ram, 
you know, uh, for saving his life. And then he asks the gods, like, what should I do? How do I give thanks? And the gods say, you need to sacrifice the ram. Oh, hell. That's fucked up. I know, right? This is a fucked up story. It is a messed up story, but he does it. And the thing is, he shears the ram first, so then he has the golden fleece, which ends up being a big part of this story because he gives the fleece to the king for basically giving a place to stay because the king there, um, I think his name is Aedes, uh, he says, you know what, Phrixus? You are of the gods. You will have a place forever to stay here. And then he's like, you know what? This ram saved my life. I sacrificed him to the gods to give thanks. This is yours now. So he gives the golden fleece to Aedes. And, you know, Phrixus actually ends up living a happily ever after sort of life. He gets married, has kids, and all of that. But what's important now is this fleece. Because the fleece now represents the symbol of authority and sovereignty. And because, remember, I was talking about this ram, like, wherever it went, it good fortune and prosperity seemed to follow it, right? So Colchis ended up becoming one of the most prosperous lands that no one's ever heard of because it's so far away. <laughs> <laughs> but what's crazy is if we know the story of Jason and the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a golden fleece there too? It is It is that. Jason was given the task to retrieve the golden fleece from Colchis. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it's the crazy. very same golden fleece. So yeah, and then we know that whole story and how that's like laden with like tragedy and like drama well, with Medea and all of that. So I'm just going to say that usually I like your mythology stories. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this one. And that Ram should just let those little bitch kids die. Uh, I'm on the Ram side. Go croissant. Yeah. But even then, you know, when we're just looking at like the story, it was very much a sort of like energy it's like we just need to get from point a to point point b we need to like not get killed we need to be saved we need to go from here to here there was like a sense of urgency through the entire thing the entire thing yeah and that is kind of the energy of aries you know it's 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 very interesting because not a lot of the other signs carry the same sense of like urgency you know um going back to the archetype then you know aries also is the sign that heralds the spring equinox right this is that time where day and night are equal but it's also the first day of spring and how brave is it to be the first of anything because you don't know what you're doing (laughs) you know Uh, imagine that energy of being that seed that is now starting to sprout you know having a baby it's like the stage of infancy is probably the most dangerous because any little thing can happen and it's dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's also this like unspoken innocence, you know, that comes with being so young and so new and everything is possible because you're looking at everything as if it's for the first time because it is. You know, so there's this there's this energy of like optimism that is so inherent with this archetype and um you know that's that that's the thing when you're that new there's this other sense where there's a humbleness because when you come into realization that you're this small little thing against a big expansive world 
you know what I mean? Like that's a lot. And what that does is it incites peril, danger, urgency, because you're just trying to survive. You're trying to make your way through this world. And when you're faced with peril and danger, what happens? There's a spark inside you that creates courage. Courage and bravery to forge on ahead, even if you don't have all the answers, even if you don't have all the tools. What matters is that you get from point A to point B and live. I like that. And I think when you explain it that way, like I'm trying to think of the people that I know that are like very much so Aries and like the embodiment of their sign. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like that explains, like, yeah, it does, it explains their their energy yeah and that's what the energy is about for aries it's about being able to just forge ahead even if you don't have all the things or answers that you need it's because it's just about being able to succeed to get to the other side to become one with everything because at the beginning of everything you're not really anything at all right i like that you know it's super cool it's a really neat um archetype so going back to this full moon now now that we understand the energy of aries libra is the opposite end of it and that's where our full moon is sitting where aries is about the self because you know you're that new thing trying to start out so yeah of course everything has to be about you because you're trying not to die getting from point a to point b right but the point b is when you realize that you're not by yourself anymore and you have other people or other things or other places to consider as being part of your universe and that is the archetype of Libra. So now we have a full moon in Libra where after those seeds that you've planted in that new moon, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? How do you see your life being better or bigger? Now you're at a point in the moon cycle where it's like, all right, we're getting there now where are you with all of the things that you've accumulated along the way how do you start integrating and including all of the lessons that you've learned thus far and where do you want to take it toward the end so that is the thing about new moons they always they're, they're born out of opposition the sun and the moon are opposing each other the two brightest lights and you have that place that you started with the sun and now the moon is in the completely opposite end saying, okay, but what about dot, dot, dot? Did you think about this? Where are we going now? And because it's the moon, it's on a very emotional plane. Like, how do you feel now? Did you get where you wanted to? Or are you getting to where you want to? You know, it's about that. But it's now about the inclusion of all of the things based off of where you started. So that's why that new moon in Aries, like at the very, very end of March is important because pay attention to whatever magic or intention or thoughts that you have around that new moon because you'll start to see it come 180 by that full moon. Make sense? Mm-hmm. A lot to think about and digest, I know. <laughs> and what what is the date of the full moon again? Date of the full moon is on, no, 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 it's on the 16th of April. And it's happening um, technically on our side of the world. It's uh, the exact fullness will be at 11.55 um, just before noon um, in the afternoon or in the before noon. <laughs> 
So you won't necessarily see the um, the exact, like this is the fullest full of the full, like at nighttime, but definitely on that day you'll see a full moon, you know what I mean? Or that night, you'll see a full moon. Um, so yeah, and the other reason why I say like this is an important full moon too, because it's going to be squaring Pluto. So um, it's a full moon that stimulates our need for harmony and balance. Um, and it's also good for reflecting on creative ways to complete your endeavors uh, through the inclusion of, you know, the other during this me cycle. Um, but I would say that skillful ways to apply this energy um, in this lunation cycle um, are ones that really involve this sense of like inclusion or diplomacy, like truce. You know, like how can you include other things to your benefit? You know, so if you're working with it magically or if you're working with this moon for that sense of like reflection or shadow work, you know, that's that's those are some keywords to kind of work with inclusion, diplomacy and truce. That's what I would say. I like that. Yeah. So whew, that was a lot. It was really <laughs> deep. It was really, really deep. Yeah. But you know what? The month just it gets better <laughs> right so that's just halfway through now um then on the 19th um we have the sun moving into taurus so this starts taurus season um and now we're in the middle of spring and the sun shines its light on our connection to our senses this is the taurus energy you know it's um, our ability to connect to our values and the things that stimulate us you know it's like this um phrase that we say smell the wake up and smell the roses you know it's it's our time to like really just get down and dirty and like get real you know um and involve all of our senses with it you know that's the cool thing about Taurus and it's also in the prettiest month of the year it's in May when all the flowers are blooming you know and the the weather is nice it's not too hot I mean sometimes in Southern California it gets like really hot but the rest of the world it's a nice time <laughs> you know like it's it's decent so we're now in this energy where the sun is traveling through a venus ruled sign and yes. now venus is gonna have her time to shine in pisces and she's already been in pisces now but on the 27th she's gonna hit that exact conjunction with neptune too so earlier in the month we had um Jupiter hit that conjunction with Neptune. Now it's Venus's turn. She's going to hit that conjunction and this is party time, right? So she's actually going to be domicile. So, or, uh, this is basically, um, wait, I'm looking at the wrong note here. I'm sorry about that. Um, oh, yeah, I would call this, if we're going to like lend a phrase to this transit, it's the dream escape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is that time for... Uh, the time is like ripe for like dreaming and rejuvenation. This is that time to really have that me time to get in touch and connected with like your senses and your sensuality and your sexuality. And the time also energetically is full of ease. You know, it should be a relatively easy time energetically. Like, you know, if you're looking for a nice thing to come your way, it probably will. You know, that's a nice thing about Jupiter, uh, I'm sorry, about Venus um, in Pisces and then also in conjunction with Neptune. You know, it's like, again, we still have that, you know, 
that disclaimer, you know, you're wearing rose-colored lenses, so don't lose complete touch of reality, right? But it's it's her party time, which leads us into one of the biggest days, and it's the last day of April, and it's the 30th. And this is probably going to be the biggest event of the month. I mean, nothing is really as big as, like, Jupiter conjoining with Neptune, but in my personal opinion, we've got on the 30th, I think this is probably the most magical day, so write this date down. At um, On April 30th, um, technically you can even say the 29th because it starts going into it then. But on the 30th, you have Venus and Jupiter conjoining in Pisces. Jupiter rules Pisces, um, and Venus is exalted in Pisces. But even when planets are exalted in, in a particular sign, you know, we know that Venus is exalted in Pisces. Jupiter's exalted in Cancer. Mars is exalted in Capricorn. Um, Saturn is exalted in Libra, right? But for all these signs that have an exaltation, they have an exact degree where it's like their peak. Like this is the most auspicious degree that they can be at and be at their highest potential. They are going to be conjoined in Venus's exact degree of exaltation, which is 27 degrees. Super, super magical. And that never happens. And they're still going to be conjoined with Neptune. So this is a lot, a lot of really optimistic, auspicious, fortunate energy. The two benefic planets in the sky in a sign that they both like and they're in um, a sign that is also expanded by Neptune. Everything that has to do with like witchiness, spirituality, emotions, psychic ability. Like this is a super witchy time and I cannot stress it enough. Like this is a party. And what's crazy, Earth, this is happening on Walpurgis Night. It is. This is the it day is. before Walpurgis, Maiden. the day before Beltane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we know that with all the cross quarters, you know, for all of you who practice the Sabbaths, you know, we have the, the four fire festivals. We have Imbolc, Beltane, uh, Lamas, and Samhain. But mm -hmm. for each of these cross quarter days, the night before is the witchy night. It's mm -hmm. the night that you go buck wild crazy with all of your magic, you know, and this venus jupiter conjunction is happening on walpurgis night i have a poem about walpurgis oh. it's not mine i oh. just i heard it once and it it just stuck with me twas the night before beltane and all through the coven every member was shivering with some tender hot lovin oh my gosh i <laughs> love that yeah so i mean i i just think you know if you're planning on having like a fun walpurgis like may eve may day eve it the energy is so amazing like i i cannot tell you like how thrilled i am about this like it's i think it's gonna be like one of the best we're gonna be in new york that day we gotta find something fun to do so what right? i will say though is that um I technically count the 29th because the thing is the conjunction is actually happening at 2 a.m. So it's still nighttime and it's not the next day until I wake up, right? So <laughs> I mean, that's true. You know, but that's just me. But you do have to be careful with this because while it is happening really early, like in the a.m., later that day at 1.30, you ready for this? There's a solar eclipse. 
eclipse. That's right. We're entering eclipse so season. We are entering eclipse season. So if you're doing some magic, just keep in mind you're also working with the energy of a solar eclipse. And solar eclipses can be crazy energies to work with. I think they're like really good. I mean, just eclipses in general, I think they're really good for becoming more introspective, especially like with your magic and like really digging back into who you were, who you are, and stuff like that. Um, I definitely don't recommend them for doing like really manifesty magic because eclipses also like they don't last long so keep that in mind if you do magic during a time where Things you know the, long, it's, not gonna it's not gonna last long but I'm definitely to something that would be good for that like what do we enjoy that we don't want to last long sex yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that is <laughs> i mean there's some people that maybe want that to last long but Come you on, know. we got shit to do. It doesn't need but, to last. But, you know, I will say, though, like, you know, um, sex magic might be something you might consider. I mean, I don't know that that's really for everyone, though. Like, it's not something that I'm super into because I think to do sex magic personally, like, your partner has to be engaged in the sex magic, too, you know, because I that feels ethical, <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. But you can also do sex magic on your own if that's your thing. That's true. But, I mean, true. honestly... Yeah, you should totally have your partner in on your sex magic and just maybe even just explaining like a very simple basis of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, hey, like right before you climax, picture something in your head that like you're trying to bring forth yeah. and like really focus on that and use the energy of your climax to do to that. Yeah. yeah. And that's just like very basic, simple sex magic that I mean, most yeah. people are going to be like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, if they can remember to do that because they're kind of busy in that mm -hmm. moment, but you yeah. never know. But isn't that crazy? It's like this crazy energy, and then there's an eclipse the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a lot. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But talk about a lead up to you know that big O, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that does kind of sound like really fun. Right. But like I, I was saying, um, just back on because I, I realized that I got interrupted or I stopped, and so just in case anyone's like, what? I was saying, like, we don't want sex to last so long because we all have shit to do. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. We got shit to do. It doesn't need to yeah. last for, like, four hours. Like, come on. I mean, unless you're, like, making time for that, then maybe that's not a bad thing but <laughs> i mean that's true and if if you do that then i'm going to applaud your organizational skills yeah. and your stamina yeah yeah cheers to you yeah yeah i mean <laughs> so yeah um i mean talk about april going off with a bang yeah because that's that's the last thing i have to talk about wow crazy yeah, huh i mean yeah april i feel really does go off starts off with a bang for sure oh yeah I mean, there's that T-square, but that's really it. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be, like, super bad just as long as, like, you know, you've been thinking about, like, what you want to accomplish. You know, if you've had, like, goals, if you've been making good choices. Like, it's basically just going to put a mirror back in your face and saying, like, hey, did you really think about it? Because now's the time to really think about it if you haven't. And then the rest of the month is just going to be party, you know, like... You know what? I am so here for that, though, because, like, this whole beginning of the year has been kind of intense. It's been a lot. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I hope everyone out there that's listening to this, I hope you guys all have a nice party month. Yeah. Where you still remember that you have work in the morning so you don't go too crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But and, you have a good time. And also, don't forget that we're still coming out of the pandemic mm -hmm. so yes. if you're gonna be partying especially um really in close proximity to a lot of people just you know be safe you know right. or 
like Shauna says, make, make good, good choices. choices. Yeah, like, you know, because I think I, I remember mentioning this, like, last year when Jupiter went into Pisces, which is where he is now, people got, like, crazy. They were like, oh, we can start doing things again. Things are opening up. And then June hit, and we had that lockdown again, you know? Yeah. It's like people were too careless. So yes. that that is always the coin to partying is carelessness, you know? Yes. So yeah. So, yeah, remember you got work the next day. Make good life choices. Use that. You know, have a DD set up, that kind of thing. As long as you got that, then that should be good. Yeah. Monica and I are going crazy in April. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to be going to the East Coast. Yeah. So, with that said, any of you guys listening, if you are in New Jersey, New York, or Pennsylvania, and you want to meet us, send us a message. Um through, through our email, winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com, or you can even just message me directly on Instagram, Intuitive Shauna, and we can see if we will be anywhere near your general vicinity and see if we can meet up, set up time to meet. Yes. Yeah. That, that sounds so exciting. I'm it jealous. is exciting. I want to go. We yeah. have three people that we're going to meet with, and I'm super excited for that. But, Jarell, if mm. you ever have a chance to go to the East Coast with Monica, you really need to because her accent comes out so fucking hard. <laughs> oh, really? It really does. She gets super Jersey. It's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I don't even know that I do that. That's crazy. It was so funny. The last <laughs> time we went, we were in the car on our way back from Salem. And you and Irene and Marisol were talking, and it's just all three of you. And I was just like, all right. You might need to get some, like, footage of that, like. <laughs> oh, I absolutely will. And you know I'm going to have footage of Monica trying all of the vagina pizza. Oh, yes. my gosh. Do It's for the baby. It's for the baby. It's all for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> for the baby. Yes. I mean, at that point, I don't think he'll be able to eat pizza, but he'll nope. be potentially eating some food. It's okay. He can live vicariously through us. He can. Yeah. For sure. And we're going to be eating a lot of good stuff, let me tell you. And we'll be documenting it. Trust me. We will be documenting it and probably having to be rolled back home afterwards because I think we're going to just be on a steady diet of pizza and cannolis. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. I need some bagels and pierogies, too. Yeah, and some Mm -hmm. hot dogs, some bread, and some, yeah. Yeah, lots of stuff. We got to get. You guys are going to have so much fun, though. We are. I can't wait for all the stories. Oh yeah! You better take like video of that accent because I want to see oh, it. Oh, I will have I will have video of it. Hopefully, I'll get her to get get a little buzz too, so I'm gonna get like the <gasps> drunk Jersey girl Even coming out. Even better. I don't have to drive, so there you go. See, yeah. there we go. We're gonna. I might get her to drink a, an entire drink, ladies and gentlemen. She's gonna be shit faced. Oh my god! An entire beer. What? <laughs> Fucking crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. That sounds fun. Thank you so much, as You're always, welcome. for coming and sharing all of your knowledge and your wisdom with us. We and love of you. Course. We love you, Jarrell. Oh, we I love do. you guys. You're amazing. And you're an excellent teacher. And speaking of being a teacher, mm. I'm just going to go ahead and plug here. Ah. You will, you're will. you still in the middle of your, or you just started your shamanism series, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I started a nine-week series, um, an introduction to shamanism. So just learning about shamanism and um, as like a worldview, a spiritual perspective, and as a, you know, a spiritual path. Um, and every class um, covers a different topic. So even if you're not taking the whole nine-week series, you can sign up for uh, one of the day topics, you know, as it interests you. Like I'll have a class on working with um, uh, plant spirits. I have another one where I help you find your um, spirit animal. And I have another one where I teach you to work with ancestors or one that 
you know, I teach you a little bit on energy healing. Or, and yeah. if you guys want to know which week is which, um, I mean, I guess the easiest thing to do is Google the Green Man Store Intro to Shamanism yeah. 2022, and it will bring you to that page. You can find that, and it can break that down. Do you have any other classes? Because, I mean, honestly... I do. I, do. I have um, a class on uh, crystals where I, it's called Working with Crystals, and it's all about... Uh, and it's it really is for the beginner. Um, it's a two-part um, workshop where we talk about crystals and like how you can connect to its energies, uh, how you um, you know work with it as far as like cleansing, charging, um, all of that, everything into crystal grids and crystal healing and all of that. So super. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, really Jarell is good at basically <laughs> everything, and he really is an amazing teacher and he can teach on a lot of different subjects very well so if you guys have a chance to take either of these classes i highly recommend doing so because you will thoroughly enjoy it and if you can't attend on the actual day i believe they're all recorded so you yeah can they're catch recorded them later. Yeah, yeah as long as you're um purchasing the full series then you'll have access to the recordings okay so. perfect yeah so i would definitely check that out guys it's definitely worth it um, you know, you guys hear Jarrell every month talk to us about the planets and teach us new vocab and all sorts of things. So, you know, <laughs> it's definitely worth it. And I've seen some of your notes for the crystal class. And I mean, honestly, just the notes themselves are really like works of art with the slides <laughs> that you make. Like they're super cool. It's, it's really, it's really great. I highly encourage everyone to check them out. Thank you. So who is your shout out, sir? Ah, okay. Well, um. Basically, a lot of my life has been centered around doing, you know, more things um, at the Green Man, and I, I really can't do any of this work without, like, my biggest cheerleaders and helpers, so I want to shout out to Diane and to Michael. Yay! And I think at this point, I think I know Diane too, right? Yeah. I've seen her come in. She's yeah. super cool. She's super cool. Yeah. yeah. And Michael, we know Michael. We love you, Michael, and we miss you. We yes. Miss you very much. <laughs> But shout out to you too, because you guys are awesome. Monica, who is your shout out? I'm going to shout out to my grandson because he's an Aries and having a birthday. Which grandson? You have three. Drake. Drake. Okay. Oh, Drake is an Aries. Hey, Drake is an Aries nice. on the 8th of, uh, of April. All right. Happy birthday, Drake. Yeah, that's Very my cool. Shout out. Happy Who's birthday. your shout out? My shout out is to Cece. We just got to meet yeah. her recently. We had pizza with her. Guys, we found, I don't know, Monica, did you consider it vagina pizza? Yes, it was. It we was. found vagina pizza in Los Angeles, Joe. Oh my gosh, did you like it? I did. It was very oh. good. It was very, I wish it didn't have the pepperoni, but it was good. Pepperoni okay. is good. Was it, was it like drippy? Yes, it was. And you could fold it. <laughs> and you could, and you fold, could fold it. it. Uh-huh. You have so. to have that criteria. It has to like ooze down be able to fold it yes but you know what costco pizza does that i've given oh, no. you costco pizza and you don't no. like it no <laughs> costco pizza does not do that i'm sorry it does you just still don't like it but you know what i will say that i don't like costco cheese pizza i think it's gross but costco pepperoni pizza i do That's like decent. yeah i don't mind it i'm okay with it's california pizza <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> well, for those of you that are in Los Angeles or plan on visiting L.A. and want to try this vagina pizza, it is at a place in Silver Lake called Slasher Pizza. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are two locations. The one that we went to is on Sunset. 
And it was very good. It was. It was very yeah. good. Very tasty. And Cece got to meet us. You scried Cece's beer. I did. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What can't you scry? <laughs> Not much. Not much. I can scry almost anything. Put it in front of me and I'll find something. Oh, my You gosh. really will. You really will. I can't help it. <laughs> you know, I remember one time we were sitting in the back of Green Man and um, we had the old couches at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And we had these, like, really old, lumpy leopard print pillows on the couches mm-hmm. yeah. that, like, really had seen better days. Yeah. And, I don't know, Monica was, like, staring off in outer space at something, and you zone back in, and you go, that pillow says God. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that, that's all you said for, for a minute, and it's just, like, I, we all knew that you meant that, like, it was spelling it out and that you scried it, but if anyone else... Would say they would think I was nuts. Yeah, yeah. It was just one of those moments. It was pretty great. I that's one of the things. Every time that I look at like any kind of seating area in the back of Green Man now, like that flashes into my head for a second. Oh my Even gosh. the couch was. Uh, <laughs> I could scry because the the way the the material changed. You know. Oh, like the velvet. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time, like, I was just hanging out with you in there, and you were looking at the couch, and like, oh, look, there's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> were you like that as a little kid? Did you see weird shit and say that? I did. <clears throat> it's like you're looking life. at a couch like you're looking at clouds, you know? Like, <laughs> I see a castle. Yeah, but everybody everybody can, can vouch that they saw something in the clouds. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's true. It's right? true. And it, it's one of, like, my favorite things to do now. Me and Ricky will do that, like, whenever yeah. we see a cloud or anything. I'm like, do you see blah, blah, blah? So, like, you kind of get everyone to, yeah. to scry. Yeah, it's it's great. It's fun. Especially if you want an answer and you're like, show me something so I can get my answer. Show me a sign so I can get my answer. You know, and they'll show me whatever, a horse. Okay, that means I'm going to travel. Super, you know. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But what if it's like a yes or no question and then you see a horse? Is it more about like how do you feel about horses and that no? No. Okay. But how do you, how would you say that then? If you're trying to ask a yes or no question, like what would Am I gonna okay, when I used to see it when I used to work at the school, I used to say, Tell me how my day is gonna be mm. and I would look up into the sky and it sometimes it would be like a weird you know, something where I was like, oh, hell, I got my answer. You know, and sometimes it was just like smiley face or something like that. I was like, okay, it's going to be a good day. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yes or no, it's kind of hard. Yes or no is kind of yeah. hard. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to start trying to like <gasps> do that. Sorry. So one of the cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my and assistant dean makes his appearance late but yeah. here he is so i sh- we're we're recording in a different room tonight where i feel like my house is constantly it's like musical rooms like it just keeps changing yeah so the baby's room is slowly being transformed into an office and i should have warned you that where you're sitting is next to the cat door in the window got it all right <laughs> so and right. that's that's dean so he likes to be part of the action. He's actually my familiar. Oh really? Yeah, and Aww. he didn't really like let me know that until until the pandemic during lockdown is when oh. I figured that out. Yeah. Mm. So super cool. He's my du- my dude, my assistant. So cool. Well, everyone, I hope that you have an amazing April. Don't forget if you have any questions, stories, um, 
dreams, Bigfoot sightings, as Monica is constantly requesting. And yes. Anything in between that you would like to share or get our input on, you can email us at winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. And we'd be more than happy to add that to our Ask Astrega queue. Please send us your info. Yes. And on that note, marry me. Marry part. And, and marry, marry meet again. again.